Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you choose faith over fear when it comes to making changes in your life. I'll also be interviewing career development expert Helen Hariza, who has over 30 years of experience uncovering talent and directing it to achieve extraordinary results. She reviews her book, Elevate Your Career, Live a life you can truly be proud of. This book helps you take your career to the next level. For more information about Helen and to purchase her book, please visit HelenHoriza.com. That's H-E-L-E-N-H-O-R-Y-Z-A.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Choosing faith over fear. When I was a little boy, I remember watching a cartoon that would show a main character who was struggling to make a decision, and on his left shoulder was a little angel, and on his right shoulder was a little devil, and they would both influence him on what he was supposed to do. And that's kind of how it is when it comes to making choices in our life. We often have an opportunity, but we're uncertain of what to do, and unfortunately, we often will be influenced by fear, and so we won't take that step. But have you ever thought about this? Faith and fear ask us to do the same thing. They ask us to believe in something that may or may not come true. And so when you think of it that way, you're essentially choosing the same thing when it comes to faith instead of fear. Now, when I use the word faith, I don't mean that in a religious way. I mean it in the sense of you have confidence that you will be successful. So if you choose faith, then that means the confidence you have is not arrogance. It's simply you're going to find the information you need to be successful. So since this episode is about career development, that's one thing to consider. When you want to make a change in your life and perhaps start a different career, be an entrepreneur, or elevate your career, if you do listen to that voice of fear, it's always going to tell you that you're not going to be successful. And yes, things may have happened in your life where you didn't feel successful, but the great thing about that is you can learn from those mistakes or learn from those struggles, implement those lessons, and start afresh. So as you review your opportunities, listen to your self-talk. Your self-talk, in other words, the narrative that we say over and over to ourselves, will either be full of faith or full of fear. You get to choose, just like that cartoon, of which one you're going to listen to. I have a fantastic interview today with Helen Horiza. She is a career development expert who gives you practical tools and techniques of how you can elevate your career. So stay tuned. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. 
My guest today is Helen Horiza, who is a career development expert. She has over 30 years of experience uncovering talent and directing it to achieve extraordinary results. She is a founder of the Career Coach Entrepreneur Academy Certificate Programs and inventor of the Elevations Career Assessments. She's here today to discuss her latest book, Elevate Your Career, Live a Life You Can Be Truly Proud Of. Welcome to my show, Helen. Thank you. I am really looking forward to talking with you. You know, during this time, there's during this pandemic, uh, so many people are struggling to understand what their career will be or how to reinvent themselves. And so when you pitched me your book, I could not wait to discuss more of it. Now, how did you even get into the field of becoming, a, of, I guess, career development? My path started as young as I can remember. I'm one of those people that is just um, born to learn about people, how oh, what makes good. them tick, uh-huh. what is meaningful for them. And so that led me through the process of getting a master's in career development and uh, a 30-year career, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. Wow. Now, do you consult as well? I do. I I offer one-on-one coaching. I offer an immersion day where we spend a whole day together. And I'm really um, active on social media, trying Mm. to give as much help to people as I can. Oh, that's wonderful. I noticed uh, with the different aspects, or I guess a lot of things you do, you also focus with entrepreneurs as well as people who are perhaps more in the corporate world. So multiple versions of what a career would look like. Yes, I have uh, worked in a college university career center. I've uh, conducted a private practice. I've done large scale employee engagement programs. Wow. So, the, yeah, the really cool thing about being a career development expert is um, when you just are on call for anything that's associated with people. Oh, that's really neat. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that expensive. That is cool. <laughs> what would you say is the number one, I guess, struggle that most people have to find the career that's right for them or healthy for them? I would say the um, anxiety that mm-hmm. it comes with um, worrying that you're going to make a mistake or the um, struggle that you go through um, thinking one day you know what you want and the next day you're thinking that's the silliest thing I've ever thought of. And oh, yeah. That crazy cycle that you go through um, is perfectly normal, but nobody ever tells you that. And mm. so it can stop you from pursuing your dreams. Now, I know a lot of people who they're in a job and they say, this is just a job. This isn't my career. And then years later, they're in that same job. What would be the difference between, a, I guess, I suppose a job and a career, or I guess a mindset of what that would look like for someone? I think you put your finger right on it right away. Uh, if you tell yourself a story that uh, it's not possible to be satisfied, this is the best I can do, um, I'll live for the weekends, then you will. Mm, um, yeah. and, and I want to acknowledge even people who are really, really down and out right now, right now they don't have choices. They don't have dreams. Mm-hmm. It's like, I am just making a living. I would still encourage them to tell themselves a story that says, this is not forever. Exactly. And I can turn the corner someday. And I think with the earlier example, that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense of this is all there is for me, or I'm going to live for the weekend. And when you, like you said, you create that narrative and that, then that creates a cycle and that cycle creates a lifestyle and the lifestyle becomes who you are. Right. And you'll find plenty of company because uh, a lot of people would validate that it's, it's really difficult and it's impossible and there are no good jobs out there. And, and that, that, that victim perspective is very um, viral. Mm-hmm. And so you can Good surround plan. yourself with people who will keep validating that and it's trapped. During this time, and uh, so I'll be transparent with my listeners, since my, my show is evergreen, which means it syndicates on multiple platforms for multiple time in the future, we are actually filming today on October 22nd of 2020, which is during the pandemic. What advice would you give individuals who 
are really struggling with finding just the motivation or the drive to to find something because unfortunately there's the market is so saturated with with candidates how would you help people continue to find that motivation and that drive to find something so lots of places to start um the first thing that has to happen is you you need to modulate your anxiety and i want to remind you again that anxiety is a normal natural response to feeling stuck and overwhelmed but um with cortisol running through your body and your brain losing blood you're not really able to make good decisions so try to calm down try and if you're depressed try to reach out to people and get some energy. You need to first address the emotion. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, um, I loved something that you said, which is the, the market is, is saturated. And the answer is no, it's not necessarily across the board. Sure. So if you really need a job right now, we're not talking about a career. uh, I want you to go looking into the delivery services and some of the the, uh, trucking industries and the healthcare industries. There's places that just can't find enough people to Mm -hmm. hire. That's very true. That's that's really, really good advice. I, I appreciate that. I wanted to transition into your book, Elevate Your Career, Live a Life You Can Be Truly Proud Of. Tell us more about that. It's a compilation of all of the experiences that I've had. I wanted to take my model, which is called the Elevate Career Cycle, which explains how you emotionally work through a career transition and also strategically improve the quality of the decisions that you make. So that cycle, I really wanted to get it out there. And then um, I intersperse stories of real life people as they are going through that process. So it normalizes it for people and it's um, inspirational. It's it's sort of like having me be your career coach. Oh, it's perfect. What was the need for this book? So you looked around the world and said, the world needs this right now. What happened for you? I feel like the 21st century labor market wasn't being discussed in an accurate way. Um, I saw two extremes. I saw um, a book that has been published for 40 years over and over again. And, and then I saw books that said, um, just jump out there and you're going to be fine. And it's like, oh, come on. There's <laughs> there's what's been said and said too many times. And then there's flippant um information about something so important as your career. And so I wanted to be a grounded, thorough resource that people could really count on. Well, from what I've seen, it looks like you've done a fantastic job with that. When you look at the different aspects of people's career, there, there are going to be different levels of that. And I'm assuming I'm, this is your expertise, not mine. When a person is, is searching for their career or taking these assessments, I know you have a couple of them, the um, Elevations Career Assessment. When they when they're searching for that, what is the first step that you would tell them to, to, I guess, tell them to do? Mm-hmm. I do think a career assessment is a really good place to start. Uh, it's, it's, it's a low effort. It's, it's non-intimidating. And if you buy my book, you get it for free. So oh, that's perfect. also really nice. Yeah. Um, and that gives you information about you. And uh, so there's what I call three levels of validation. There's what you know about yourself. And if you're in a career change or you're trying to decide what you want to do, most of the time people don't trust that knowledge. Mm. They dismiss it or it gets muddy. So there's the first level of validation. The assessment is the second level of validation. So you you read it and you go, oh, yeah, that's how I feel. It's like, yes, that's how you feel. And then the third level of validation is working with a career coach or a friend or maybe a family member and just saying, will you read this and tell me, do you, can you relate to that? And they'll look at it and go, 
holy cow, yes, of course. <laughs> and at that point, those three levels of validation get your confidence to the level where you might say, yes, I am going to be a musician, or I will be a biologist, or whatever it is that you're thinking of, you have enough um, uh, information to, to begin to move forward. So a lot of it has to do then with the buy-in of this is what I want to do. So you have the validation, you have the assessment, you have other people who kind of review this, and then you, then you make that commitment to say, yes, this is what I want to do. And in that, that becomes a foundation for the, I guess, the career journey. Yes. And I've, I've seen it so many times. Mm, and it's often feels like the answer has been sitting sort of next to you or on your shoulder and mm -hmm. you, you look at it every once in a while and you go, eh, yeah, but that's not going to work. Or there's too many of those. Or my mom said it was a bad idea. And so cl clearing all the clutter and, and being able to say, yes, this is what I want. It might be a long shot or actually it's not a long shot and let's get this done. Yeah, exactly. And usually you find what, you know, and usually what I found for myself is if I'm, if I'm doing something in my house, I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish something was made, you know, that could do this for me. And then I, it's, it's something random. And then I'll go online. I'm like, oh, someone already made that. <laughs> but it's so interesting because there's so many wonderful ideas. But I think when people just simply slow down and say, what do I enjoy? What's the need around me? And let me build a business or a, a model around that. And often that's how, in my opinion, how sometimes we can just literally stumble into our career. Yes. Uh, there's a story in the book, one of the many stories in the book about this guy named uh, Carlos. And uh, he's one of my favorites. I remember him and I probably met him 20 years ago. Mm. Um, but he he came into my office and um, when we used to have offices and he said, he said, I've, I flunked the bar exam three times and I'm working for a law firm. I hate being a paralegal. And so I said, well, what do you enjoy? And he told me later that if that was the quality of what he was going to get for his dollar, he was ready to walk out of my office. And but he answered me and he said, I like, I love luxury motorcars. I like Jaguars, BMWs. I know everything about it. I go to the, to the, to the auction. I buy them for the lawyers. I'm making way more money that way than I do, you know, any, in, in my legal work. I'm like, well, why don't you do why something with like that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and obviously, you know, the status of becoming a lawyer versus a car salesman is hysterical, sure. right? Yeah. And all the money and time, and I see what a problem he had. So it took him about nine months before he opened up his boutique luxury motor car dealership. Oh, neat. Yeah. That is awesome. I think it also goes back to people's metric of success. So if the success of perhaps something they're doing now, um, it's measured in the title or the, the prestige, et cetera. And if that's the primary aspect of what they think is success means, then unfortunately they are not going to be able to see different versions of what success could look like because they haven't realized, well, success is one thing, but success can also be quality of life. It can be this, it can be that. I think that is important that people just be mindful that you create what success looks like for you and it's specific to you. Right. And of course, everyone who was around him was much happier, including his wife and his kids, because he was happier. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. That, that cascade effect. Yeah. For those individuals who are older and who've been in a career for so long and they're not happy and they want to change their career, what, would, what advice would you give them? I think the most compelling thing that always comes to mind for me is uh, um, you'll be five years older from now either way, God willing. Mm, that's a good point. And, yeah, you will. I mean, that's a fact. And so you could spend five years approximating tiny little steps, little adjustments, or just quit and go to school or do what you need to do 
And and also, you know, we're living longer. We take better care of ourselves. What 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 is the age that you have in your mind mm-hmm. that's too old? For me, I'm not thinking it'll ever be too old. Sure. The whole concept of retirement. How do you think that impacts people when it comes to their career? I think it's stifling. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I think I think a lot of pe- really smart people have tried to replace the word and have been unsuccessful. So we should just <laughs> just give in. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> it's true, but I do think I'd love to influence mindset. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're not making money, people say, "Well, that's not career." You know, I don't need to read your book. I, I, I'm I'm retired. It's like. Well, you're alive and you yeah. work, you want to work, you know, Freud, believe it or not, Freud actually said there are two primary functions of the human being, love and work. That's oh, profound. Yeah, that really At is any profound. age, yeah. you know, you want to be able to go out and fix that car or, or put your lawn together or do your art. So I, I just would encourage people who are much, much older to still value their work. Yes. And I think also using the concept of the word work, it doesn't necessarily have to be a career, but it's doing something. I think that's when I've worked with, with the elder, older population, a lot of it has to do with, they feel like, well, I'm retired or I, I'm not working anymore. And then with that, they don't necessarily, some people don't necessarily do anything. And then over time they find that they perhaps only watch TV all the time, or which is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if that if they're the type of person who was much more of a get of a go getter, and then they find that once they become older, or more retired, they don't do those things, you can see a huge change in their personality. Yeah, and and sometimes their health. Sure. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. So I I don't I don't think that as human beings we were meant to sit on the Barca lounger. Um, Mm -hmm. so my husband's a wonderful example. He was a teacher for 32 years, elementary and kindergarten, by the way. And when, when he retired, there was no drama. There was, it was not a difficult transition. Um, and it, it took him a while, but now he spends about seven to eight hours in the, um, in his self-created incredible wood shop doing uh, custom, uh, furniture. And so it just follows something that you truly enjoy. That is amazing. When you look at the different stages of, of one's career development, so we initially talked about the first part of the career when someone um, has that buy-in, those are my words, um, and then later on in your career, how often would you suggest people continue to have this career development track? Uh, well, I think it'll hit you in the nose, whether you're planning on it or not. Usually, mm-hmm. when you, I call it a crossroad. It will it will bubble up at certain points of time or the universe will, will, will hit you mm-hmm. with a pandemic or uh, yeah. something will, will externally hit you. But I will tell you, there are some, some markers. Uh, there are definitely the early stage career choices that you try to make around 16 to 21. Then there's the quarter life crisis, which is about 25 years old. And that's usually when people say, if this is all there is, I don't think I can survive. Mm -hmm. It's a very, and also at 25, 26 for me, you're trying to live alone. You want to have your finances together. You want to be the person that you're going to be. You're worried about relationships. That is such a powerful and difficult time. It really is. It really is. And then after that, it's usually either external crossroads or a point of feeling that you're under under delivering on your life and there's got to be more. 
Which I think in some ways, from a mental health standpoint, when there's got to be more, I think that's a really good impetus or really good um, reminder that if we are feeling that, then we probably have some mediocrity in our life. And what I mean by that is this. If you continue to do the same thing over and over again, and you do find yourself asking that question, there's got to be more to life, or I can't imagine myself doing this anymore, then that is your subconscious saying, well, then there's probably more. So let me, let me seek that out. Let me look for that. So I think that's a really good motivator and a reminder that if you ever say those types of things, usually it's time for you to level up to whatever the next iteration is of your life. Right. Uh, the, the advice I want to mention here is that it does take courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about courage enough. And I was um, doing some interacting, interacting with some people who were having to change because of the pandemic. And one woman said, um, I'm able to make this transition because I acknowledge that it's going to be difficult. Oh, and wow. I know I thought that was so amazing. And that I, and, and I hate to be a downer. Um, you know, again, a lot of people who do my line of work say, Hey, just go out there and do it. You're going to be fine. And I, I think it does a disservice. It leaves so many people behind. Yeah, it does. It, it does because there's real reasons not to want to make a mistake. There's mm-hmm. real reasons to be cautious and thoughtful in making those transitions. But that doesn't mean you dig a hole and give up. But I think that the statements that those other people may have made, even though it was well-intentioned or not, is when we say, oh, just go out there and do it, you'll be fine. Well, what if we're not fine with the first time a couple of times we try? And then with that, they're like, okay, well, they said I'd be fine and they're the experts. And so now I'm struggling here. And then that can often cause people to feel that perhaps there's something wrong with them or they're not doing something right. And then sometimes that's why people will often settle for where they are because they did try and they didn't acknowledge the fact that it would be hard. It would be difficult because change, if change were easy, everybody would change all the time. True. True. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Mm -hmm. And, and classically things take longer than you think they will. And, and then just to add another, um, to bust another myth, uh, you know, <laughs> if, you know, when you're heading it in a direction, a lot of times people say, well, I'll, I'll know I'm going in the right direction if things are going well. And it's like, oh, please, yes. <laughs> you could be doing such an awesome job and things can happen that will derail you or slow you down. And you just, I, I have a collection of turtles that I'm looking at right now. Um, they're not real. Um, but I, I think the turtle is a much better uh, image than, than sure. the roadrunner because if I just keep going and I never give up, then I'm going to get there. But Eventually, if yes. you, at the moment that you say, I can't do it, I can't do it or I won't do it, then you, you're right. I once heard a quote that says, she who ends the race halfway to the finish went the same distance she would have gone had she completed the race. So in other words, if we are going let's say you go 50% towards your goal and then you give up and go back to the starting line. Well, you were already halfway there. If you just push a little bit more and a little bit more, you eventually will get to the other side. Right. Right. And yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I was thinking just this morning really of a story of a family in the central Valley of California, um, who are working in in meat packing plants because they have to, Mm -hmm. and they go to work sick because they have to. Mm -hmm. And, um, and and I thought, you know, I would even tell that family that, you know, there are so many stories of people in those kinds of circumstances that got a certificate, that that finally went back to college, mm. that, you know, they they did honorable work and they took care of their family. And that's amazingly good. It's beautiful, yes. 
It is beautiful, but it doesn't have to be the end. Exactly. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful takeaway, especially as I can't believe I'm looking at the time here. I can't believe our timer's already up. You have been a fantastic guest on my show today. So Helen, if my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase your book, Elevate Your Career, Live a Life You Can Be Truly Proud Of, where would they find this information online? Um, Well, HelenHoriza.com has everything about the book and about me. Um, And my last name is spelled H-O-R-Y-Z-A, which is not easy to say or remember. (laughs) And um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all of the booksellers have my book. Excellent. Well, my listeners also know that if they're not able to find the information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com. And I will also link you directly with Amazon so you can purchase this book one more time, Elevate Your Career, Live a Life You Can Be Truly Proud Of. Helen Horiza, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest today. I really appreciate all your expertise. My pleasure. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.